0: And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol.
1: Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2.
0: So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2.
1: <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back.
0: Hello, everyone. Great to be here again.
1: Episode... Episode-
0: episode nine of the revamped tempest two podcast episode nine nearly at double digits i know it's going well it's going well how are, you, <laughs> how are you i spoke to you five minutes ago i know how you are but for the listeners how are you <laughs> i'm
1: very well um yeah. i've got you know it's probably the first monday in a while that i'm not hungover. that's actually <laughs> that's actually your your honor this week i believe yeah um yeah fair but um all good, really. All good. Another Monday, another glorious Monday, another grey Monday. But yeah, other than that, all good. How are you? Very
0: well, very well. Had a yeah good weekend. A bit of a heavy Friday night that has just made me dusty for about three days, which isn't um, isn't <laughs> ideal really anymore. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not, not ideal. ideal. But I battled through it. I put a brave face on. I feel. I feel fine. I feel fine. I did have a pizza for lunch, which I think sums everything up. One three days <laughs> three
1: days later, <laughs> I don't think I've. I don't think I've have, ever had a pizza for lunch. <laughs> no, I love that. This is, uh, what was on the pizza? I've got a lot of time for that.
0: Hey, I tell you what. I was in Tesco and I saw one of those shitty little Pizza Express ones. Uh, it was two pound fifty. I was like, Do you know what? You've got me there. you you've got me. What are we talking, reduced, or that was just his, full, that's his price? No, it wasn't reduced. It was a deal. It was a deal. Wow, that's a great yeah. deal. Yeah, so I picked that up and thought, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I'm having yeah. a pizza. Why not? Yeah. Pizza yourself. Have, Why big not? question with the pizza stuff. Do you have ketchup with pizza? Uh,
1: no. God, oh, thank God. No, that seems... Thank God. To. That was going to take up a lot of this episode of the <time>. What? What is it like with the crust?
0: Just, you know, some people have, uh, they dip their pizza in ketchup. No, that's mental. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is, uh, I've had arguments with people, said people about this. I find it absolutely insane thing yeah. to do. I've never heard of that. <laughs> but you must have seen people
1: do it. It's quite a common thing. Is as, as in like, yeah, I mean, I can see it happening, but I guess I don't really eat pizza with people very often. Because you're, Flor- you're a Florentina man. You're like an egg on your pizza. You, <laughs> you want to you take your time. I'll <laughs> tart up any pizza with an egg, that's for sure. I'll buy a £2.50 pizza and just chuck an egg on it. Chuck a fucking egg on it. And um, um, Yeah, but, some yeah. people do do that. Mental.
0: Which yeah. I, I've never understood. The, the taste just doesn't go with it. And it's tomato-based. You don't need more. Don't tomato. dump tomato in tomato. <laughs> no it's very odd very odd but uh same with that. the whole hawaiian what's where
1: where do you sit on the hawaiian fence uh <laughs> i've never had a hawaiian sorry <laughs> yeah i've never It's just never been one sort of thing that i've wanted to order ever so you've ventured to a, a
0: florentina before going through hawaii yeah, easily yeah and texas for the barbecue long before the hawaiian you've gone for a square grid cut pizza with an egg in the middle with <laughs> spinach on it
1: absolutely before you've gone for a hawaiian wow i mean i've been to hawaii twice my i Woo! <laughs> and i've never seen a pizza over there with ham and pineapple on
0: no i don't know where it's come from it's definitely not hawaiian they've it? got really to be gutted that they're the ones that have been labeled with that pizza I think it's like oh, <laughs> pineapple's pretty tropical. Where's sunny Hawaii? There you go. Um, well, let me just tell you, it's great. Is it? I think I think you'd really like it. Yeah. Can you try and try it before next week? Yeah, sure, I, gladly. <laughs> <laughs> Adventure mindset and
1: all, you know, you really got to push yourself outside your comfort what, zone. Right. Tell me this then: Should I be buying it from like a Tesco, a co-op, like package, or should I be getting it from a pizzeria? Mm, my, that is a good question
0: experience? do you know what they're two quite different things because the, the the cheap hawaiian from a shop does have a very distinctive taste <laughs> right um i'm not yeah that's a good point actually i i would if you can get it from even like a ZZ or a pizza express takeaway sure yeah that, that, it's like yeah i'm in stop going <laughs> on about it
1: <laughs> i'm I'll doing it tonight go there later <laughs>
0: Um, okay, that's great yeah. bit of homework. <laughs> I think I think you'd like it with a bit of like, you know, even like even getting hands on a sweet chili dip just to bring that.
1: Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> get my hands on. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. fuck me, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pineapple's a weird one, isn't it? I I had a no, not really. I, I, I had <laughs> I a think it is. duck Penang on Friday, and there was pineapple in that, and grapes. <laughs> grapes, <laughs> riddle me that. Yeah. There
0: was a grape in your... In your plan there wasn't curry. one,
1: there was about 17 grapes in there. <laughs> just,
0: just one grape. If there was only one in there. You've got to be thinking, was this meant to be in here? Yeah, this has um, fallen out of your your man's lunchbox. <laughs> um, fuck me, what a start to the
1: podcast. Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's, that's I mean, it's mental. all interesting.
0: I know that people listening to this will be... There will be a ketchup dunker.
1: Yeah, and there'll be a Hawaiian eater. Yeah. I mean, the Hawaiian Eater, fair to play to you. If you are the
0: ketchup dunker, you're a fucking sick little punk. <laughs> you're a sick... Nothing pup. wrong with you. You should have a word by yourself. Because if, like, if you ever... Imagine going to a client meeting and then you dunk your pizza in ketchup. You're not getting that business. Not in my oh, what, eyes.
1: During the meeting, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So a oh, client meeting to Pizza Express must be a big account. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> what else have you been doing then? <laughs> Everything's just downhill from that, isn't it? I know we've peaked early. The rest that's of it good. is bollocks. <laughs> it's gutting. Um, yeah, what else have you been doing? What have you got on your agenda? How's how's wedding planning looking? Oh,
0: let's not um, let's not go into that. It's been a uh,
1: a tumultuous week.
0: I right. think I don't understand anything that's going on because it's all in Spanish. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's there's been some uh, pretty <laughs> there's pretty- been some fireworks pretty heated conversations going nice. on uh so yeah, yeah not uh not the smoothest of uh, events but right. it will all be fine um but on the spanish note i'm picking up again my endeavor to uh speak spanish mainly <laughs> oh, yeah. through the persistent pressure of uh of everyone uh <laughs> everyone involved yeah that, you know it's now being said to me you know when we have children you, you're not going to understand what we're saying. Okay. <laughs> wow, we're, we're going to be laughing at you, little weird gringo dad. It's just like fuck me, okay. <laughs> wow, so my imaginary kids that aren't even in discussion yet are going to be laughing at me because I'm, <laughs> I'm a gringo.
1: That so might be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. So I don't, I don't <laughs> want to listen to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't want to hear your noise. Yeah, I don't want to hear your nonsense. How are you doing that then? How, how are you learning? Uh with much difficulty, really. Um, what are you, what are you going? lingo
0: or no? Tried that. Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't work because you need um to have uh, the memory of a grand chess master uh yeah. <laughs> to really make use of that. So I've got a oh god, I'm already fucking dreading it. I've got a uh a session tonight with a new tutor. Oh nice. Yeah, um so 8 p.m. I'm on with with Danielle. Lovely um Second tutor, the previous one uh was uh I didn't realize she was Colombian and um they speak very differently. <laughs> so what I was learning when I was repeating it, was like, Why are you speaking like a drug dealer? It's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Which I thought was quite hip if I learned like the Colombian side of Spanish. Yeah. thought that'd be a bit of a point of difference, but apparently um, no, not a
1: good one. So oh. Yeah.
0: I'm kicking it back off. I'm not, I'm not optimistic. I'm not
1: going to lie. No, I think, I think you'll do it this time because you've got a deadline mm. and you've got a wedding soon. And a, there's a large portion of people there don't speak any English and you're the yeah, but groom. What I, what I
0: will be able to do is, you know, I'll learn part of the speech in Spanish. Fine. Yep. Yeah. Like that's fine. I can, I can definitely do that. But I feel like once you hit a certain age, you, your brain just doesn't, Take in stuff like you need it to, when you're young. Like I'm yeah. not going to be able to learn it.
1: I'm not going to be able to. I'm... I think the hard thing about know. it that's that's classic adventure mindset, right there. <laughs> it's a no from me. I can't. It's actually impossible. <laughs> I think that really you just need to live in Spain if you want to learn yes. how to speak Spanish. That is it. That's the just only way. You can people do it. constantly talking at you in Spanish. You have to understand or die. And I say to
0: Manny, I'm like, if you want this to happen, you know, we need to spend entire evenings speaking in spanish yeah but you're just fucking annoying because you don't know anything (laughs) it's like well well there we go then i'll speak to myself all (laughs) night yeah you're an idiot though you just forget stuff it's like well okay (laughs) thank you
1: yeah great great (laughs) what a support (laughs) oh good play good luck with that
0: so yeah i've got that to look forward to i'll um yeah i'll I'll let you know what i learned next week
1: yeah maybe you could do the intro in spanish next week okay right yeah so i'll find out what hawaiian pizza tastes like and you learn spanish (laughs) two very
0: different uh
1: (laughs) very different bits (laughs) of homework got the better homework there that's for sure
0: um what else we got going on we got what are we doing this week so we do have some exciting news actually don't we um the i mean you have been rather unlucky with your van still Trans- two years two know. years down the line it is st- still causing <laughs> quite a few issues. And actually that reminds me, I fully lulled at uh a text you sent me last week. You were I think you were at David Lloyd in the morning and you're like, mate, I'm just just gonna pop home. I'll be home in about twenty, thirty minutes. I'm just gonna I've just gotta scoot home. <laughs> mm. Because, because your van is so scary to drive because you think it might break down. You have to, you have to lime scooter wherever yeah.
1: you want to Tragic, really. 33. Tra- 32, 32. 30, 33, we'll call it 33. <laughs> but it's tragic. It's uh, I mean, it was tragic on the Tuesday because it was pissing it down. So I was soaking wet 25 minutes deep into an electric scooter iron <laughs> after the gym. And it's just sad, really. Whereas on the Wednesday, glorious sunshine. I felt like a new man. Perfect. But uh, it's definitely not sustainable, that's for sure. Uh, Yeah, the van is currently going through its MOT. It's past its MOT. Oh, well done. Congratulations. So there is that. Um, That's a huge, huge win for me there.
0: You'd you'd hope so after spending 15 grand on the (laughs) (laughs) fucking
1: Yeah, very true. Very true. Had a lovely couple over at the weekend coming to check out. They were big fans. Uh, they've not purchased it yet, but they be they were big fans. Uh got two people coming on Wednesday, so God, that will be what a result if you manage to sell that. That'll Let's hope you the don't day. listen to this, because then the, every purchase will fall through. That'll be the day. Oh, it'll go. It's it's purely based on the weather when people message. It seems people are very impulsive. Like me when I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> they just see, oh yeah, I'd love that. Done, and then you're like. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. It's a van. Oh, no. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that'll be being replaced by, uh, well, the time has come, isn't it, for us to to change our, change the way that we travel, change the way that we operate, being, you know, very conscious, environmentally aware individuals, we've decided to change the way that we get around and what we identify with. So, (laughs) you can now... Uh, call us Elon One and Elon Two because <laughs> we, we've gone down the electronic electrified route.
0: Yeah, it just, feels,
1: it just feels good
0: to give back to the planet that's given so much to us. Wow, and to be able to hit 60 within 2.8 seconds, <laughs> <laughs> needlessly. So, <laughs> you can do both these days, yeah. So, just giving back to Mother Earth. By purchasing two Teslas, yeah. um, just feels like the right thing to do. I think you know it's part of our identity now. We need to start taking ourselves more seriously. We need to be, you know, living what we
1: preach. Uh, I had a, I had a realization. It's always quite against, just like not new cars, but like the cost of things. And then I realize I look actually how much I've spent going back on secondhand vehicles on tax and mainly maintenance and fuel and it's not even close the comparison it's disgusting so i'm jumping with both feet into the electronic vehicle space stop calling it electronic it's weird <laughs> <laughs> such a noob it sounds, it sounds like you're 75 into the well, electrified nice. space <laughs> is that electronic
0: it's electronic cars like well I, I, I guess it is yeah
1: <laughs> are they, are those them they're running off
0: batteries. Yeah, a fat plug-in electronic
1: car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's pathetic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm actually really excited about what what is going to come off the back of this in terms of the adventures that we can go on. Like, I think we're going to get the most out of camp mode.
0: We're, yeah, we're uh... going to
1: be seeing different places. We're going to be chucking things in the boot.
0: Yeah, let's be honest. It just means now that you can actually drive to Farmhouse without
1: worrying about breaking down. Yeah, there is that. Or it costing me £17 each way in fuel. Yeah. Um, no, really looking forward to it. Yeah, same. Um, and then tomorrow also. More importantly, tomorrow is the big day. What is it? The big day. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> am I talking about the same thing? I think so. It's not that big, but yeah, we are. What? Go for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the the office space we're looking at. Yes, yes Okay, the cool. Space. The big day. Yeah, so tomorrow is the big day. Um I was like, shit, I forgot I've forgotten something about tomorrow. Um so you know, we've all been uh remote and working from home for a number of years now, and I think um it's really shit to be honest. <laughs> think that is my verdict i know you feel the same because we've had many a conversation about it you know caveat to that working from home has its benefits if you have the opportunity to also work in person yeah exactly you know a lot of people will you know work from an office two days a week Uh, great so they get that interaction you know you're not then just sat at your desk for for eight hours a day and not really speaking to anyone but we don't really have that because you know we haven't we don't work for a company. So we, you know, we'll go into London and we we've, we've been working at Soho Works for, you know, a year now, which is all right, isn't it? But it's just fucking busy and you basically it's like you're sat in someone's lounge rather than actually yeah. in like a nice space. And um so we're viewing an office space right in the middle of us, which is like on a far like middle of the countryside, like a it's like a quite a it's actually a substantially bigger space than we need and probably can afford. But the idea of having like a, an HQ, which we can do our own thing to, you know, we could maybe have a podcast studio in there. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> <Don't listen. laughs> no one listens to it. Don't invest in that. Um, <laughs> don't waste your money. Yeah. We could have a a, a beer
1: fridge. <laughs> yeah, something wicked like that. Um, but yeah, I'm quite excited to see what this place holds. Yeah. I agree I think we've been like you said Soho works it's great great space cool like but actually not very convenient not that cost effective I mean it is if you go there and you get a seat and use it like an office every single day but we don't use it for that it's very hard to actually use it for that people seem to go and just block places out so I think um, yeah the, the opportunity to do like get a much bigger space, do our own thing to it, and potentially host clients and stuff in there is is like really exciting. So that'll be interesting to see what it looks like. We've seen a number of pictures, it looks awesome. Um we actually get to see the inside tomorrow and uh, and check it out properly. But yeah, it's kind of middle of nowhere, isn't it? Really? Mm. Um but ideal for that exact reason and something if we can make it our own would be amazing. So fingers crossed, we'll report back next week on um how that looks and uh, yeah. what the moves are.
0: Nice. Exciting, exciting time. So you had the pleasure of the adventure mindset segment this week. I what did. You... I don't know anything about this. So what, what did you come up with? What did you find?
1: Yeah, out? I did. So like, I just having a little browse around, you know, I'm into the news. I, I, I read current <laughs> times. I've <I'm> got, into <laughs> the news. I've got a lot of subscriptions. You know, you find me reading the FT at the weekend. I've yeah, got I know you've got a Because subscription.
0: you make a point, and I fucking know you do, of sending me New York Times links constantly, knowing full well I cannot get past the paywall. You're like, mate, it's just, this is super interesting. You should dive into this. It's like, well, you know I can't.
1: <laughs> oh, right. oh, you just read the free ones, do you? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, uh, so it was on. This one is from the New York Times. Good, so, yeah. good, good. That's Paywalls why I'm still it. Then. But... Um, yeah, I was just having a look. There's obviously loads of examples of awesome people doing, you know, cool things like displaying this adventure mindset. But this I thought was was pretty cool just because of the nature of it. Um, so it's, it's just a Japanese 23-year-old bloke, a guy called Yuni, who for some reason decided to – he wanted to ride a non-motorized scooter basically across Australia because literally – because why not? That's literally his quote. So it's going from Melbourne to Sydney and then all the way up the coast to Cairns. Um, yeah, over 2000 miles. I reckon it's going to take him over six months and it's like a $100 kid scooter and he's just doing it for the crack. He's got no money. His plan was to live on white bread. Um, and just, and just go, go from there. And when he says when his taste buds got bored he'd just switch and just eat peanut butter for a day he's a really rogue character okay, no. <laughs> so he's just wearing traditional japanese straw hat i think um <laughs> and some sandals <laughs> um these are these are the words of in the article they're not mine <laughs> um, i think he's he's really standing out but because he's uh he started sharing his journey he's just built this following so his Instagram has gone from him being like on the breadline, bomb, um, to people um taking him out, and he's been for some like epic meals. People are just offering buying him stuff. Uh, I just think I just think that's pretty awesome.
0: What's the guy's name? Uni.
1: Yeah, real name is. What do you mean, real name? <laughs> what? Why have you called him Uni? <laughs> no, he, his real name is Ryoke Mifuni, who goes by Uni. Okay, fine. I can't find anything on him, so there we go. <laughs> no, uh, let me send you his Instagram. I hope this is good listening, everyone, but do check him out. The Instagram handle is uni uni.kick. I can't get on Instagram for at least thirty seconds, you know, <laughs> because
0: of that fucking app I downloaded that blocks me.
1: Get it on your desktop. But he's um. Oh, here we go. He sent it to me. Here we go. Yeah, he's a nutter. He's very impressive. Just how many followers because... has he got?
0: Seventeen thousand. He's already ahead of us, bastard.
1: <laughs> purely because he's just a rogue man who's just decided. Are you, he, he
0: is dressed like if you were to draw a Japanese person, that is what they'd be wearing. Totally. Yeah, you, you're totally right. He's always being ironically, racially stereotyping himself. 100%. Which I've got time for. He's really just playing
1: the part. Yeah, he's leaning in, and it's working for him. (laughs) And it's working. (laughs) It's really working, but it looks like he's having a hell of a time. 2,000 miles, that's...
0: It's hard to actually imagine how far that is on a fucking scooter. Mm, On a kid's scooter. And, like... I guess he'll be swapping legs, otherwise his left leg is gonna be
1: <laughs> the size of a fucking <laughs> Yeah, he must be. He says it says he's got uh twelve spare ball bearings in his bag for when they blow out. Just twelve, okay. Yeah, I know. I mean he's he's just gone past it's just gone past Sydney now, and he seemed seem to have had a bit of a tear up with uh <laughs> some some people in Sydney. He's he'll be delaying his uh, departure for three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. On the absolute pesh. I imagine he's probably peaked, though, in the journey, to be honest. Having started in Melbourne, made it mm. to Sydney, he's just going out of North Sydney now. We've been up there. We can tell you it, it doesn't get as good as Sydney when you go no. north. Uh, yeah, play to him. A long way to go. So, yeah, I don't, know, <clears throat> I don't know what his plan is, really. Maybe he'll make a keynote out of it. He probably should. He probably should. Uh, I love these nutters who are just
0: like, it's like why? It's like, yeah, why wouldn't I? So it's like, mm, okay, yeah, I guess. I, <laughs> so, how I many reasons it? do you want? Yeah, but why would you? <laughs> no, but why wouldn't I? Fair enough.
1: So he yeah. he says his main reason for doing it is firstly because why not, and secondly because he was pretty sure that no one else has ever done it before. So, I, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right on that one. <laughs> pretty sure. Pretty sure no one else has scooted on a kid's scooter from Melbourne to Cairns. Madness. Yeah. But I think I think that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's like, you know, you ten years time, he's going to be talking about that scooter trip. You've got a story, haven't you? Yeah, got a story. He's twenty-three.
0: He's got one in the in the locker now.
1: The difference between as like what he's doing there and and what we did, I hate to circle back to what we've done, guys. (laughs) But what I just want to clarify is, what we did was really dangerous.
0: (laughs) And three thousand miles.
1: So let's draw some comparison, shall we?
0: Let's just, before we carry on, let's not, let's not mistake uh, Uni as
1: an adventurer. He's, yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> he's a free spirit and that's about it. <laughs> but I think what I, what I was actually going to say is the benefit <laughs> of doing it the way he's doing it or, or they're completely different things. They're completely different, but he's just meeting people every single day. Yeah. So it, like he will probably have built a weird little network by the time he finishes in six months time. Mm. yeah you're right the exact opposite of what we did in the terms of not seeing another human for a long time i think that that'll potentially pay dividends down the line so you're saying his
0: you know his his linkedin network is becoming stronger by the day i think he's been strategic there could be a talk in there oh oh Oh. Oh Is look, I'm just lad? going he's... via JP Morgan's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he, oh, he's he's scooting through the financial district again. <laughs> weird. Always seems to go past the big financial services companies on his way through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just got more and more logos every time you see him, just attached to his backpack and his hat. What do you think you could do in that way? Like, let's say it was like, right, we want to do something in a month to generate a massive keynote at a big bank. <laughs> What could you do? What could you do? You know, it's that, it's that classic, um, uh, you know, you see it on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, I'm a 22-year-old student. I'm unemployed. I'm looking for an internship at XYZ company. Like, hire me. And then someone walks out and they're like, oh, we'll interview you. And now they're hired by Goldman Sachs. Something similar to that, but purely targeted at a keynote. You know, come on. We're, we're ex-marketers. What, what, what can we do? It's like is that a fucking naked guy abseiling down the building? It's like whoa, baby! Just tearing up Canary (laughs) Wharf,
1: just just in handcuffs within minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, probably just a base jump off HSBC and Canary Wharf. (laughs) Wow, okay, doesn't take a month, that's for sure. It doesn't. Not sure it's worth a keynote fee
0: either. (laughs) Yeah, very true. He's hit Barclays. He's hit. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's
1: gone through the window. And he's got a criminal record, so he can't speak in the U.S. ever again. Would be quite, yeah. That's a that's a good challenge, though. That is a good challenge. Let's think about not the base jumping, but like what you can do in a period of time to create the most. Let's frame it in a way that's maybe a little bit more positive for society. Okay, yeah, we can lie about it if we want. Just to get a bit of what would it's the same. It's the same outcome, really. But if you were trying to raise the most amount of money for charity in a month. Like the same thing, but you want people to pay attention, yeah. to get on board with, mm-hmm. to love it. What would it be? Um, because that that kid didn't he? He was he came second on my list of adventure mindset people. Um, he slept in his in a tent in his garden for the last three years. Have you seen that? For three years, for three years, every single night he slept in a tent oh. in his garden. It started in lockdown. Yeah, I do, yeah, but he's that. raised over seven hundred k for for charity, right? Um. But again, easy win, really. It's a lovely tent. It's in the garden, yeah, et cetera. Um, but what could what could you do to really drum up a bit of interest and raise I mean, a load of money for charity or get a, a nice keynote? Or both. <laughs> it should be both. You should do at least address people. Yeah, but the fee needs to be paid to us. Charity is yeah, it's a
0: separate bucket of money, isn't it?
1: Well, I think we, with modern philanthropy, charities, mm. a lot of wastage there. There's a lot of pumped up salaries. So I think okay. we, <laughs> we should spend that money ourselves. Okay, let's go after the, the, the charity <laughs> sector. But there is, you know, there is. There is. It's um, a shame.
0: Yeah, okay, well, let, let's have a think about that. How can we mark, like an adventure just created purely for awareness and marketing? For Mm. a charity and us. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Like it. Speaking of charity, (laughs) Mark Wahlberg gives a lot to charity, I've heard. Does he? I don't know. I just made that up as a nice (laughs) (laughs) one. there's a good segue. Yeah, but moving into... Maybe we should do something on a
1: segue for charity. Sorry, carry on. Uh, I'm not... I haven't seen a segue in 10 years, have you? Not since the founder of it died on a segue. No he didn't. He did. He crashed a Segway. <laughs> and that's what killed him. <laughs> and that was the end of the biz. Oh God. <laughs> mental, isn't it? Yes, that is mental. But um sorry. Yeah, go on. Let's let's last week we, we teed up your um you were in the shoes of Mark Wahlberg for a day. Yes. How did it go? So both Positives
0: and negatives. Firstly, nothing on the David Goggins routine. You know, it's it's not necessarily about beasting yourself, but there are some weird little idiosyncrasies that Mark Wahlberg seems to uh, have picked up somehow. So <laughs> the day went as follows. And again, we reiterate, there are probably about 15 different versions of these routines that he's put out over the years. So it was kind of a combination of a few of them. But to give you a layout of the day the alarm was set for 3 30 a.m so 3 30 a.m wake up out of bed into a uh, hour-long workout and after the workout it was going into things like golf uh, then just normal work and stuff workout in the evening and then bed at 7 30 p.m now the wake up time unsurprisingly is just ridiculously stupid yes makes no sense you know it felt like i was going on holiday without the holiday part you know when you get up and you've got <laughs> the, the cheap flight from luton at 4 a.m and you got, you basically don't go to bed and just fucking, yeah just hang in for two days it was like that but i think the biggest thing that i realized was you know the wake up was hard yeah sure you know i didn't get out of bed till 4 a.m to be perfectly honest and i very almost fell back asleep and screwed the whole thing up don't blame me but went upstairs, did a hit for fucking hell. Have you ever tried to do a workout on a mat for an hour? No. <laughs> One of the hardest things I've ever <laughs> I was so bored. I was so bored. I was like, this is so shit. There's only so many press-ups you can do before you can't do anymore. And it's not that many in my case.
1: <laughs> By the way, it doesn't yeah. take an hour. <laughs>
0: it doesn't take an hour to wear me out. Um, In between that was a prayer or, you know, I meditated Last week, nice. we said, you know, what God would I find? I found none. <laughs> no, they weren't nah. there. Nothing came to me. I'm 90% sure I fell asleep in that 20 minutes. <laughs>
1: maybe that was God sending you off. Me- oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Send
0: me off? What? Um, anyway. uh, And then after that, the sun started to come up uh, towards the end of the workout. <laughs> no wonder
1: Wahlberg does that every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, And then it was off to golf. Now, my biggest learning from this experiment with Mark Wahlberg's routine is if you do even some top line research on Mark Wahlberg's situation the man lives in a 55 million dollar mansion in Beverly Hills it's Mm. one of the biggest houses in the area he's got basketball courts he's got a golf practice area he has a fully equipped gym a cryotherapy chamber a chef so you know when I sit here and knock Mark Wahlberg being like that's fucking stupid his reality of that routine is extremely different to my own. Yes. So when he wakes up, he lives in Beverly Hills. It's going to be sunny within a couple of hours. Guaranteed the weather yeah. is going to be fucking lush. When he goes and does a workout, it's in an amazing gym. You know, the, the, the food he eats is all prepared. Then he goes and plays golf at 7am. Yeah, that was probably the worst part of the day for me because it's pissing with rain. Got to, got to the golf club. No one was there. Completely shut. Right, okay. So I just teed off, started playing muddy, wet, horrible British winter golf. He's playing at a two hundred thousand dollar a year membership golf club in Beverly Hills. You know, I can get on board with that. That is yeah. fantastic. It's not the same, is it, at all? It's not the same. It's it's not the same at all. You're right. So the golf every day, I can get on board with that. Yeah. That is genius. Yeah, you know, we we both share the same agreement that golf is probably up there with our favourite thing to do in yeah. the world.
1: Yeah, incredible
0: pastime. Nothing, <laughs> nothing better than you know a day on the golf course in the sun. Yeah, amazing. And you know he's built that into his daily routine. Hats off. Like I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Is that plausible? Living in the UK on minimum wage. I'm not sure. (laughs) No, sure. I don't think it is. Well, it is, but it's not going to be as enjoyable. So I was thinking, I was like, how could I do that? So, you know, maybe in the summer where it gets warm, uh, light early, you know, I could walk my dog whilst playing golf. You know, I would need to buy a new dog because (laughs) my dog wouldn't do that. Yeah, He'd just be chasing the ball and every other ball and pissing people off. Yeah. But, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's some potential there. Maybe twice a week, a 6.30 a.m. start on the golf course. Yeah. yeah there's potential there. Um, the rest of the day was actually pretty kind of mundane. Work, emails, family time that he kind of goes on about. And then um, a gym session at 4 p.m. Uh, very short work day for Mark, it seems. And then 7.30 p.m. bedtime. Now that I can't get on board with. That is bizarre. That's early. That's dinner time, isn't it? Really? Yeah, really. Like, you're barely catching EastEnders at that point. <laughs> very, very odd that he has essentially swapped what is like a normal evening when you may, you know, go and see friends or go for dinner or, or whatever it is, or even just eat at home. He seems to have swapped that for the very, very, very early hours of the morning. And yeah, has made the
1: exactly. Trade off, which I can't quite understand why. No, me neither. I think they. People say that the evening's overrated, but that's kind of where social things tend to happen, isn't it? And that's mm. quite important for most people, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think,
1: I also think that just
0: watching Netflix gets a bad rap. Mm. There's nothing wrong with watching like a good series. It's bloody great sometimes. It's, it's the modern way of reading, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, reading is just old-fashioned content
1: consumption. <laughs> isn't it? Reading's a poor man Netflix, you could exactly. say. Exactly. You know, you used to leaf through a porn mag, now you've got it at your fingertips. <laughs> now you've got a VR headset. <laughs> <laughs> now you're in the metaverse of some honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's mental though, isn't it? That's, that's the way the world's going. Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't know anything about that, but... Uh... No, I didn't mean that particular yeah, example. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I just um, meant, okay. yeah, you're right, the Netflix, that sort of, that sort of jazz, it's mental from him. Mm. but that's a good learning i think that that's what it's all about It's figuring out what works and what doesn't and yeah sure 90 percent of it didn't work but maybe going for a couple of early rounds of golf prob if the sun was out probably would be very good for your mental well-being definitely exactly
0: but and this brings us back to the
1: country we live in fuck me
0: winters, <laughs> are, winters are bad aren't they
1: <laughs> yeah that's the thing oh that that's the difference i think um and even in the summer you know you know you're lucky if you get a two-week window and you don't you don't stop going on about it it's a game changer it should be the norm you know like where mark lives the west coast of the u.s or you know further south in europe spain the norm is the nice weather and they talk about the two weeks of terrible weather mm-hmm. which is just the opposite of what it is in the uk And it's good to be, you know, get through it and be, you know, we're in Ireland, all that sort of stuff. But it's very annoying and draining. And it's also that um, what's the guy's name? Huberman, the
0: uh, the podcaster with who talks all about this stuff. And his, you know, he's got a load of press recently. He was kind of, I think he was talking about his routine, and maybe we'll look at that at some point. He was like, you know, the most important thing you can do, first thing, is get up and get the sun on your face. And it's like, all right, mate. I, don't be a dick yeah, you've never been here have you yeah. we can't do that yeah and that's not possible um but it shows like he's like you know that's the most important part of your morning is to get sun on your face and it's
1: like great. yeah <laughs> it's it's very much a real thing isn't it what's it called sad or something sad yeah yeah, yeah. he's like he's like yeah he, i've seen that clip as well he says go out and get the just the pure sun on your face and if it's a bit cloudy then there are artificial ways of doing it as well it's like a bit cloudy <laughs> we haven't seen the sun since last september andrew <laughs> you got a <That> prescription <laughs> for that you yeah, you are living in you're living in fucking fantasy land mate mental but yeah i love that so yeah i'm uh, i'm back on this week testing out a morning routine i think going to go with the well he's essentially the goat of morning routines uh mr tim ferris so he is so- the og isn't he it's kind of a bit of a shortcut um, because he has done the heavy lifting of interviewing thousands and thousands of people on what their morning routines are. He's put it in a book um, called The Tools of Titans. It's okay, but he's based, it, he's based his morning routine off all of those people plus what works for him. Um, so I'll give that a go. But it seems it's far more, the thing that I like about it is you know a lot of them the last two ones that we've done Mark Wahlberg Goggins I just feel unrealistic and not balanced and pretty frankly ridiculous for a lot of people whereas Tim Ferriss one takes about 40 minutes apparently and he's done it that way so that it's a non-negotiable he can do it every single day so I'll I'll put that to the test and um if, if it works all right, I'll, I might do it multiple days for the week and kind of see how I get on. But, um, yeah, that'll be interesting. He's he's an interesting bloke, isn't he, old Tim?
0: <clears throat> yeah, I, I'd almost go as far as to say as he probably started the whole conversation yeah. around morning routines, really, didn't he? Because yeah. it was kind of his staple question to every single person on his podcast. was like, yeah. what does the first hour of your day look like? Um, yeah.
1: So yeah that'd be interesting to see how it goes. This is a little bit nausey, but I was listening to a podcast of his where he said that that hook of find out what my morning routine is just like to get people's email address is the number one thing that he's ever done that has like garnered him his newsletter list is really? people wanting his morning routine. Yeah. So people are yeah people are keen so yeah it's very interesting. Very genuine interesting. fascination with it isn't there. Yeah. Wow, it might all end up being pure garbage and pointless as well.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting.
1: What, like, what, what's the? I'd love to know the psychology behind
0: the fascination. Of, <laughs> yeah, uh, is it because everyone has a morning, so it's like, it well, if be. I do, if I do the same thing as this person, maybe it's going to make me as successful as them. Yeah, spoiler, it won't. <laughs> it won't. It really won't.
1: won't. It won't. No, it definitely won't. Unfortunately. It's like it's. I already. I'm already leaning towards the. These people are successful, like in spite of their morning routine. Like it, that's completely irrelevant. It just happens to be what they do in the morning. Mm-hmm. There's also very successful people who have zero consistent routine. And it's I'd just something that they do.
0: Their morning routines only became what they are once they were successful. Exactly, <laughs> because people kept asking them about it. Yes, yeah, so I should come up with something legit, legit here. I should get up at three thirty just so I got a better answer to that question. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, because I've clearly fluked it this far, so yeah, I might yeah. as
0: well start trying to do some stuff. <laughs> all Very right, true. Tim Harris. Right, looking forward to that one, and then uh, yeah, we've got a few more lined up that are pretty rogue. Um, yes, one of which is actually illegal in this country, but
1: uh, <laughs> giving, giving that a go. <laughs> You're not i am <laughs> i am i will <laughs> i will do it in the name of science. um
0: all right amazing okay so going on to well going down memory lane looking yeah. through the iphone what, what came up? up what have you turned up with uh it was a montage actually of it was us when we were learning to ride motorbikes before the uh adventure that we did with triumph down into the sahara desert on two wheels uh and it brought back some pretty funny memories not of the i don't really want to talk about the actual adventure you know down through morocco and spain or whatever but that that pure four-day learning process where we decided to do it we booked an intensive course just with the two of us with an instructor where was it I always pronounce this place wrong. I'm still blown away yeah. by the name of this. It's Welland Garden City, right? Correct. Okay. So why the fuck is it called Welland Garden City?
1: Because That's the name of it. What's a garden city, though? I don't know. Is it a little bit green, maybe? It's just big offices, isn't it? Wasn't green, actually, at all.
0: Yeah, it's just always... Baffled me that name. It sounds like <laughs> you'd find in like it'll be like you uh, like felt
1: a- like you were going to go somewhere nice and then you ended yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, this is yeah. gonna be mustard, like just bombing around the garden city. <laughs> it's essentially like slough. Um, it is, yeah, but so we went to the garden city, I'm just going to call it now. Uh, and what was just amazing was those four days were, you know, it was middle of winter, it was pissing rain, we're on these shitty little motorbikes. Mm. But our instructor can't remember his name. Me neither. But was oh my God, the biggest noise yeah. I think I've ever come across in my life. And it just the thing that struck me about the memory was obviously when you're learning to ride a motorbike, it's not like you're in a car with the instructor. You're on your own bike and they're following you or leading. But you're connected with headsets, walkie-talkies, and we were all on the same channel. And just his his gawky, nerdy little voice, being like, "You forgot to indicate, James. James, pull over, Jack. Tom, you got." And he was just fucking. Oh my god, He was such. A it brings. It does. It
1: brings back the memories. Massive. It made my blood boil just hearing god. that there. Because they're um, it's like a one-way radio as well, isn't it? So he can't hear us he doesn't want us to speak he's just giving us instruction and advice but he it can't be normal that can't be how normal instructor acts he was like sarky the whole time hammered us in his own weird little way and it was just incredibly incredibly annoying i mean it was quite good that he couldn't hear us because i was oh just my. singing all sorts back to him when he was yeah sending us in the wrong direction and then blaming us it was so so frustrating and we get to the end of the day and it just hammer us and then send us on our way <laughs> and there was that one time we were both
0: pretty angry with him because he's just being an absolute novel day and uh he was wearing full camo <laughs> yeah. with a uh with a high-vis jacket on wasn't he <laughs> Yeah, so he like came in. It was like, mate, make your fucking mind up.
1: No. Like, oh, do you want to be seen
0: or not? <laughs> and then he was on the phone to his mates, who he plays. Um, was it Dungeons and Dragons or something? Yeah, with. something like that. Warhammer. And he was like, mate, you should have told me this. Like, apparently, some clan had like ganged up on them online, but he wasn't on there. Mate, I would have come in. And honestly, we were sat there just like, this is, this is like a meme. But Crazy we had that week. Wound. We had those four days on the bike, intense, of course which definitely wasn't long enough we were st-
1: we were pretty shit yeah. at riding still
0: yeah definitely it's, not very it, good
1: it's hard it is actually i mean they know i know they call it like an intense course it is very intense it felt like the learning curve is very steep isn't it you go you just do we just did our cbt before that like a few months before it which is just a one up to a 125 so a really small bike and you go on there, and they give you these six fifties, like bigger bikes, as you said. They're basically like bangers, weren't they, really? And then they're asking you to turn around cones and like do these figure eights and all this sort of stuff. It was like, and on really busy roads and dual carriages, and all of a sudden you're just getting up to seventy. Like, oh god, I don't think it helped that it was freezing cold as well. It was. It, it was just th-
0: quite. It was quite nerve wracking. Definitely. Because and then knowing can't... that the test is lingering at the end of it as well. Yeah. And like we get to roundabouts and stuff, you know, in big kind of dual carriageway, as you say. So there's loads of cars behind you. And then you stall it. <laughs> and you fuck, I don't know how to start it again. And then you're trying to and then you're pulling away in second, and then you stall it again. And then it's a neutral. And you're just like, oh my god, this is this is stressful. I don't need this shit. Whereas yeah. in a car, it's just a bit different because you the the person is sat there and you know, you're in a bubble basically. Yeah. So it you feel very exposed
1: yeah and that's what makes it so different is you are still no one's pushing the brake for you or like stopping like like they're doing a car you are still doing it yourself the only the only difference is you've got someone in your ear basically giving you advice which doesn't really mean a lot does it yeah when you've got a cars flying past you in every direction and then yeah where was the test do you remember where that was? was somewhere around there again wasn't it was it there that sort of area that was uh yeah you do you do two tests so we, we did four days intense then on the fifth day you do the um so there's like two levels a mod one a module one and a module two module one is like basically in a big tennis court right uh, like an all-weather court and you go like round cones you park a bike you do an emergency stop do a u-turn all that sort of stuff um and I failed on the mod one on the Just first go sk- round. You did a fucking skid, didn't you? I did a sweet skid. Sweet skid.
0: <laughs> yeah, sweet skid. He's like, you can get off now. He failed. It's like I was watching you walk in. It was like, oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I I nearly cried. I nearly. We had. We were going to uh, take on that big ride like the following Tuesday, yeah. and this was yeah. like Thursday. It's like, what? He's like, I was like, I haven't done the uh, the u-turn he's like no i know you failed so you, you can't do that it's like oh. he's like you skidded it's like i've got a skid oh no so i thought i'd
0: get extra points for that
1: <laughs> yeah exactly but it's, uh, you make
0: one mistake don't you in that thing and you, you're done yeah and i was so touch and go the because the the hardest bit was the you have to weave in and out of the cones and then do a really sharp like U turn, don't you? Mm. Fuck me! I was so close to dropping the bike on that. <laughs> it's just like uh, I'm not good enough for this at all. Like this is completely touch or go. Like could go either way. Mm. And then you do the big ride with an instructor for an hour or whatever. Yeah. Um. Again, which is super nerve wracking. Yeah. Because you
1: we still uh, we'd only been riding for four days, so you're still fucking revving it. Yeah. Oh my God and there's so many things that you can fail for on a motorbike test isn't there like mm. having your indicators on for like a second too long or putting them on like very slightly too early so i even came in i basically got the the test the mod two test done like the next week like the day before we left and uh that was touch and go whether i'd failed that you know you just don't really know do you? and then obviously he comes in he goes yeah well done you pass like jesus then finally the next day we go pick up the big Triumph bikes to head down south to uh, and we should go to the first petrol station, fill it up with petrol, and drop the fucker. Brand <laughs> new motorbike. Oh god, we fucked those things up quite badly. Thank, thanks, Triumph. I've dropped it already.
0: Yeah. I've had it you, for six minutes. You could literally look over your shoulder and see the dealership.
1: <laughs> I'll find be you.
0: Yeah, well they weigh nine tons. And and they were they gave the two biggest bikes in the world to the two shortest fuckers who'd ever yeah. ride them. It was like I remember like trying to not drop it, and you're like on the top of your tiptoes, and it's like I'm gonna tear something something's gonna rip, but I can't yeah. drop the fucking bike. Um yeah, have you dropped it in the petrol station. Oh my god, must have dropped it about ten times each. Yeah, just like in the middle of Spain, it would just be like you just like try and parking it, then you just park it on a hill, and you are just like, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> yeah. you just roll off it. Yeah, it I remember. Was, yeah. I remember when we gave it back to them. They like any any damage because they forgot we had them. We had them for a year. They completely forgot, which was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then when we gave them back, any damage? Was, oh yeah, my um my indicator hanging off because you know I hit hit a patch of sand down in the Sahara and it <laughs> took me off. And he's like, oh, that's all right, mate. Don't worry the reality of it was i'd fell over in a car park in seville
1: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Oh. complete fabrication but they are that does make me want a motorbike actually electric one do they do that they do yeah they i feel shit. like that'll be scary but yeah, yeah. why not yeah Fuck okay, it. all right and an electronic I think, bike I, th- <laughs> I think a um yeah there's just something about it. they're not They're not convenient, by the way, in in any way, a motorbike. Quite the the opposite. They're just a pure faff. But when you're on them, they're incredible. Yeah. They were fun, weren't they?
0: They were fun. I I had mine in London for a year, and uh, it's it's not not good. (laughs) It's not good in London.
1: (laughs) Well, it was a big adventure bike. I'm sure like a a small little, like a moped. Perfect. Get a moped. Um, maybe a scrambler or something like that yeah it
0: was it was a total pain in the ass to have in london <laughs> also, i'm sure if you're six foot six and you're a hunk you're fine but yeah unfortunately not the case <laughs> no but they are
1: fine we'll have a look at
0: them as well oh god, god all right we'll chuck that
1: on the uh zero percent finance Let's see if we can get one of them But oh god they're amazing they're amazing big uh big week ahead big week ahead i mean tomorrow Tomorrow's really big, isn't it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, um, see, see, see. What the, see what that brings. Um, but yeah, other than that, guys, thanks for listening. You have a fantastic week, whatever you're up to. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> ciao, ciao.